0: And uh, we'll go as long as you want.
1: All right. Well, well fresh from Gen Con Indie 2023, Jim, uh, we decided to go ahead and do a, a an out-of-sequence special continuing conversations. I'm Michael Desmeek, freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures and lead writer on Captain's Log, which I have to say smashed down walls this weekend. <laughs> and I'm with the amazing and inspiring Jim Johnson.
0: Oh, come on, Jim,
1: <laughs> <jump>. Jim. <laughs> jim johnson
0: <laughs> yeah, you're getting me addicted to that man mm-hmm. uh, hey everybody jim johnson i'm the project manager and line editor for the star trek adventures rpg as well as the captain's log solo rpg both published by modifius entertainment Low these many years co-host on this here show with michael uh low these 90 plus episodes and plus this bonus episode bonus episode initially we were going to take tonight off but uh i i convinced i i i i, I uh, virtually twisted michael's arm to say oh man this was your first gen con i want to Hear your reactions. I think the fans want to hear your your reactions before you've had a week to process them and to and to get off your high. So um
1: And I'm glad I I was able to 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 sleep tomorrow. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to sleep yesterday. And two reasons. I I left Saturday night, which one I regret because I wish I could have spent an extra day just playing games and being selfish and playing games there. But I'm happy I left because flights were so many cancellations yesterday because of the storms down in the south that at least yesterday i was able to sleep all day go to the gym i hadn't been in the gym in like four days sleep all day and then uh have all the energy to defrag what do you call that yeah defrag yeah Yeah, decompress decompress and defrag and, and be ready for today so i don't even know where to start jim you tell me where do you want me to start
0: Oh man! Well, uh, 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 you got there on Wednesday or Thursday?
1: I got there Wednesday. I got in town Wednesday while they were still setting up the Modiphius booth. I didn't okay. want to disturb them, so I got there Thursday morning. I got in early. Uh, Gregory let me in. I have to say, first of all, Gregory is one of the nicest guys I've ever met at Modiphius, yeah. <laughs> um, and he got me in. Um, I got to see the booth set up uh, and the tidal wave that hit on. Thursday was amazing. As you know, I'm an introvert, Mm -hmm. but I go into performance mode when I'm around that many people. Um, and I was on for basically 12 hour a day for three days, Uh, (laughs) three days. Um, but it was worth it because the number one highlight I got to say actually is the fans. You always say it, Mm -hmm. you always say that's the number one thing, but I couldn't believe how many people I was able to talk to who've had great experiences with the game or my really big highlight were anticipating solo RPG from Star cool. Trek adventures. So oh, that's cool. I'll, I, when I get to my thank yous, I'll name them personally, as many as I can remember. Um, but it, literally like the front of my book, in fact, hold on one second. I got to grab it. I got to show Go on. you yeah, one absolutely. second.
0: Totally showed off. Yeah. Take your time. So, yeah. So, so Michael, I, I was following Michael on, uh, on the, uh, he was uh, posting pictures and stuff. It was just fun to watch uh, while, while he was, cause I, I was like living vicariously through you because like watching your posts and stuff reminded me of Gen Con 2017 when that was my first convention. And I had no idea what to expect at all. Cause I'd never been to one and uh, we were releasing the, uh, the core rule book. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just had zero experience doing anything like that. And of course, you know, in 2017, it was a completely different experience because uh, Modiphius was a smaller company and we had a smaller booth and we just didn't have the resources that we have now. Um, But uh, just, I remember that experience on Thursday, you know, we were all waiting at the booth, waiting for the doors to open. Mm -hmm. And then it was like the tides, you know, came in. It was just like this endless stream of people coming to the booth and coming, you know, wandering the exhibit hall and all that stuff. So. uh, Yeah. I
1: mean, before I even show off my book, I got to talk about the Modiphius booth. It was kick butt. I, it was like walking into a library slash no, you know what? It was like walking into a game store. Mm-hmm. It was really, and, and the biggest, I get nervous. I used to work in uh, when I, one of my first jobs was working Ross Dress for less and loss prevention, you know, like, like as a kid, I was like 16 years old. The staff was so alert and attentive. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. They were definitely working hard, you know, and, and, but their customer service was top game. So
0: yeah, and I, I remember seeing the pictures. They had like they had tables set up and and shelves of product, and they had a dreams and machines uh, section with licensed stuff. Yeah, um, I, I didn't catch all of it, but uh, it, it was certainly a far, far cry, a far step beyond what we had, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, and you can thank most of that to Greg. I think Greg okay. really made it. He's our events coordinator at Modiphius. He has made huge, huge strides over the last several years, really bringing that that con that convention experience up, you know, our, our game. Like all those banners, um, all the signage that you saw there—that's all. I'm pretty confident it's all his doing because uh, he he like he knew what we needed in the booth to make an appearance. the The ceiling—did you see the ceiling? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was amazing. Uh, so it said Modiphius, so you can see it from across the uh, exhibition hall. That, I'm pretty sure that was his doing too, because we—I don't think we had that until like 2018
1: maybe 2019 that was before him but uh yeah i was
0: just thrilled to hear yeah
1: and they had cosplayers and uh modifia staff was there running games that they had set up at tables so there's just to me i like a booth when there's a lot to do um and then what was cool is that people like myself john kennedy another freelance writer aaron paul yay um We were able to come by, Kelly uh, Kelly Fitzpatrick and Derek Tyler Attico stopped by the booth. And what we were able to do, which became an added unexpected feature is we were able to sign books as people were buying them. We were sitting there signing their books, but more importantly, I was having them sign Uh, my books. So take a look at this. For those of you at home, you're not seeing it, but (laughs) these were people who were standing in line. The ones I caught, I wasn't there the whole time. So this is just the ones I caught, right? And then I'll show you, here's the back page there. And then let me show you some something really cool on page 225 that I did. I was able to get signatures, not only from Kelly Fitzpatrick and Derek Tyler Attico, but also Trevor Duvall. And if you don't know who that is, that is the voice of Rocket Raccoon on the cartoons um, uh, for Disney, Marvel Disney. And he also runs a podcast which I love and was essential to my homework for Captain's Log. It's called Me, Myself and Die. And he runs another Modifius project called Five Parsecs from Home. He does, a live, he does a very well-produced solo RPG play that you can see on YouTube. So I hung out with him and showed and gave him one of these books. I bought one of these books for him um, and, and really encouraged him to check it out. So um, he's actually accepted an invitation on our show, Continuing Conversations, Jim. Okay. So after he plays it a little bit, I, I want to have him on the show and get his feedback because he definitely is one of the top solo RPGers out there on on YouTube right now. Oh, that's
0: fantastic! So, from personal experience, uh, make sure you put that book in a safe place, uh, because you will treasure it. Years from now, you will treasure that thing. You will you will flip through it and look back at on it with fond memories. I have my my core rule book that I brought with that I bought at the at the booth in 2017. I had as many people as I possibly could sign it. I've taken that to many conventions. I mean, you know, pre COVID, I took it to several conventions. Had a lot of people sign it, and uh, it is it is my treasure. It is my joy, and uh, nobody can take that away from me. And I'm so thrilled to have it. I'm so so thrilled, Michael. I mean, I cannot I cannot tell you how thrilled I am that you had this opportunity to go to Gen Con, to meet these people, to get the signatures and to have this experience. I am so, I mean, I'm not grateful to me, but I'm like, I am, am. I'm, grateful. I am humbled and grateful to be in this position that I can give this opportunity (laughs) to other people. So I am so thrilled that you had a
1: good time. Again, going, it going back up, man. I know. It no, it was, no, up. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sitting there right now. Honestly, I, I honestly feel this way because I never planned to be where I'm at, you know, being able yeah. to do this stuff. And honestly, if, if if that was the last time I have an opportunity to write and that was my last event, I'd call it a wrap and be like, wow, I still got someplace I never thought I'd be mm-hmm. going back to the fan. And of course is because you opened the door for that. Yeah. Um, But the fans, it was funny, their reaction. And for those of you out there who, who, um, you know, who I had the privilege of meeting, please respond to this on social media. Just say, hi, you met me, you met me. I signed your book. I would love to have that on social media. But I liked the reaction when they were buying the book. I would say, hi, I was the lead writer on the book. Can, I, can you please sign my book? And they were like, wait, what? You want... Me to sign your book? I'm like, yeah, because I kept telling him, you know, I don't have a job without you, right? I said, if you don't <laughs> buy these things, I don't, I have no job. So honestly, I think I should be thanking you more than you thinking me. And then I would, of course, sign their books if they wanted me to. But sure. I, I think, I think in true Star Trek fashion, it's about the fans yep. and no other some of the people were like, wow, that's like really cool. And I'm like, yeah, well that's just kind of the spirit of Medifius and the star Trek adventures line is uh-huh. we know we're nothing without the fans. So I need to make sure you hear it as much as possible, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I, I, did that, you know, 2017 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. yeah, 2017. And, um, it was, it was a weird perverse kind of joy to see the look on their faces when I asked them to sign my book right because you know I've been signing books for years as a, as a writer <laughs> it's like right. no you sign my book because this is this is my joy this is like I'm getting to connect with you and I want you to sign my book so that I can remember you I mean
1: I'll, I'm happy to right. sign your book right but uh I wanted it to go the other way Plus, it was my first Gen Con. And I said, I yes. need memorabilia, just like you described how yeah. I'm going to cherish it. Because the reason I did it is because you gave me the idea. You were talking wow. that You did that. Wow. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be smart and bring my book. Yeah. And it's really a memorabilia for me. I mean, this really yeah. was, you know, to be a, a fanboy for a second. This was my first chance to feel what it's like to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Like to really feel like oh this is cool books I've never done book sign oh actually my comic book okay I did but it it wasn't that big of a deal you know in comparison I feel to this where it's a known IP so that was cool to have that experience and I have this and yeah I'll cherish it I and mean, look at all those cool signatures all these yeah people fantastic that's Amazing. super
0: super cool Michael no. um and uh, you know if it, if it's any if it helps at all um you know bottle this up and enjoy it but also know that this is not your peak, right? This is, this is just this, this is just the continuation of your, of your journey. So. I'm not complaining
1: if it is, like I said, I'm very appreciative of a person. So. I
0: mean, at least for Star Trek adventures, you know, there's more to come yep. and uh, wherever you go from here, right. is completely in your hands. Whether you do more like independent writing more writing for other companies, like whatever you do um,
1: just cherish this bit and know that this was a stepping stone to your next achievement. Well, I yeah. appreciate it. But I, I'm going to tell you, let's go to Captain's Log and talk about the reception to that. Let's do right it. <laughs> uh, Peeking past Captain's Log, I mean, it, it, maybe you should talk. Uh, first of all, while I was there, I was aware it was selling out. So they sold out all of Captain's. They sell all of the Star Trek Adventures product. uh, captain's log and right lower decks Mm -hmm. all of it yeah sold right people were cracking i love the lower decks by the way that's a subset of star trek fans Mm -hmm. that is up my genre (laughs) these are the crazy fans and i i I gotta say lower decks are the party people um so so not not only was that a cool thing but also talk about a little bit what was happening online this weekend with with modifius products
0: Oh uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak to Edifice product in general. I, all I, I care—not to say I don't <laughs> care—the only thing I was focused on was Star Trek, <laughs> right? And uh, so the uh, what well, was a, it was Thursday, right? So Thursday, Gen Con opened. You all were selling the print copies right there out of the out of the booth, and uh, uh, the uh, PDF only went up went up, up, up available for sale on the on the web stores and uh, drive through RPG. And so, like, obviously we had had a lot of buzz for the book prior to this week, because, you know, we, we really, we announced it a couple three weeks ago, I guess, um, almost four weeks ago now, shockingly. Um, and anyway, so there was a lot of buzz online, like, okay, the PDF is available. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. You know, go, go do it. And, uh, because I, um, on, on the web stores and on drive through RPG, I can subscribe to the each product. And so anytime someone sends a question or a comment to the products, I get an email saying, hey, somebody posted a new comment. So a lot of questions were coming in uh, from people about Catherine's log and uh, of course I'm also working on my my own YouTube channel and creating content so I was starting to create content and videos about Captain's Log uh, like how to use it how to use it with different products etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so the buzz like all weekend long was really strong and it was it was like I was getting the buzz from Gen Con from you and the other people posting pictures and stuff and, and you know in, in action reports and then I was getting the buzz from uh, all the people online all the different uh, social medias that were on like uh, there's, a, there's a long thread on uh, Board Game Geek about Captain's Log there's a couple of uh, reddit threads about captain's log there's of course the official forums the discord uh etc cetera, etc cetera. there's a bunch of stuff out there all about captain's log and uh you know i, I had fun because it, it was it gave me a chance to uh to take a lot of friday because like friday I, I pretty much booked my Friday off of my day job so i could focus on <laughs> star trek adventures cool. and enjoy it and that all worked out really well um and i was just you know bouncing from social media to social media answering questions keeping things positive and uh and and getting fans involved and of course you guys were right there on the front lines selling the book right out of the booth and
1: uh, and seeing a lot of fans excited for it well and, and another highlight that that i saved kind of separate from all the names i've dropped so far mm-hmm. was uh meeting Aaron Paul, Yeh and his wife Darlene in person. And the reason why that meant so much to me, too, we were like teenagers. All we hung out to, together on Friday. We were such yeah. geeky teenagers. Ah, we talked so much. But so, so um, the reason why that matters is because he plays in my online game. And right. so this is someone I've never met in person before, but we talk almost every day on Discord because we how I played the Star Trek Adventures game on Discord, <clears throat> yep. and I almost felt like I already know his wife because in the game his character has a wife too. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of assumptions that their personalities are alike. Um, <laughs> so so when we came around, it was just like we were kind of partially in our game and partially in reality the entire time because I kept c- comparing them to the to the to the Nalanid couple. That's what they're a bunch of telarites. Um and they argue like Tellarites too. It's Really wonderful nice. um so I think that was another huge highlight and then on Monday morning myself Aaron and um uh a- Andrew Peregrine who is also a Star Trek writer and also creative director on dune right yep. Yep. yeah we sat down and did a panel and what was totally cool about the panel Jim was at first when we started there was one person in the room Chris he he, he uh uh hold on his last name I'll oh, come right. to. Chris Rogers. Yeah. So he was sitting in the, in the audience at first, cause 9am it's hard to get people on a 9am on a, on a Saturday, on a, on a Friday morning. I understand it's, they were up till two in the morning, three in the morning playing games, right? right. Well, he was the only one there. And I said, you know, continuing conversations is about fans. So I brought him up on stage with us <laughs> on the panel. And awesome. by the time the panel was over, we did have a nice, discreet crowd that had trickled in, um, but they were asking questions. We were answering live with me, Aaron Pauly, who I call the science guy, the ship and science guy, Andrew Peregrine, of course, brilliant. And then Chris, who could take it from the fan perspective. And he even ran games there. Um, STA, that, that was just like a really cool experience right That's there. awesome. Yeah, super cool. it was fun. Um, and then other, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. It was let me let me show you the other book I got one second. Okay,
0: sure thing. Gen Con's an amazing experience, folks. Uh, I think this year they they were reporting that the attendance records were uh, 70,000 people. So, what at, at, at least 70,000 people at Gen Con this year? Um, maybe more, but that, that's the estimate coming out of Gen Con.
1: It felt like it, and you know, I gotta say, this was my first time around a mass of people since the pandemic. And it was really in the pandemic when I discovered what a happy introvert I am. Uh So like my tension levels going there, I had really bad neck and shoulder problems and I I did all the therapy I'm supposed to do. And I I managed it well, Um, but it was definitely, if, if all of you who are introverts have not gone to a con, mentally prepare yourself and give yourself a day after to recover, that's my personal advice. Did you have an opportunity to get away? Uh, I couldn't get to the place you said. Did I get away? No, not during the day at all. Got it. You know why? And you know the reason why is because every time I wasn't doing something like running an STA game or a panel, Mm -hmm. I kind of had this thing inside of me. I felt like I, I owed it to be there and sign books and get as many signatures as I could because yeah. when am I going to meet the people I see online again? And so many were like, hey, I know you from Continued Conversations or "Or I know your name. And that was kind of cool. Or I knew them because I see them on social media a lot, like Rhonda Gilmore or Michael. Uh, 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 I have all these names that I listed here. Michael Sandusky, you know, the, Ryan Potter. These are people I see online and I've talked to for years. And now to meet them, it was just like we hugged. I'm not a huggy person normally, but okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so what's, 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 what's the other book
0: you got?
1: I'm slowly raising it up. You at home cannot see it.
0: Oh, I know what that is. Oh, you shelled out for that. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. I had to. I'm not, not crazy. crazy. No, no, I mean, I... no, you're not crazy. You're right. You're right. And, I, and I, sh- I apologize. I should take that back. You are, you are a dedicated super fan because I, I saw that on the Medipius website, and I was like, I cannot do that. That is the official uh, certificate of authenticity, and this is the uh, this is the Dune limited edition. Uh, core rule book that they had uh, a factory, I think, in Spain or Italy. Oh my God, it's so beautiful! Etched, hand etched the brass cover, hand bind the leather binding. I mean, it is a super premium product, and it is not cheap. And uh, I, I think
1: they made a limited number of those. Maybe they made, only made. I'll tell you right now, it's on my certification card. They only made a hundred and ninety of them.
0: Hundred ninety. Yeah. Oh, sorry, one hundred and fifty. Sorry, one fifty. There's a really small number.
1: Yeah. They only had is- two there at the con. So this is funny what happened here. I know we're off of, I know we're digressing, sorry, but we're talking about Gen Con. Oh, good. So so I'm standing there with Gregory and Andrew Peregrine. We're talking about the Dune line because I, I, was, I was telling them as I was comparing the books. I'm sorry, I'm good. Sorry, I'm not slamming Star Trek Adventures, but Dune has the covers that get you. Their cover designer is brilliant. And so I see this. Up there, I'm like, well, what's that? You know, and just so everyone knows, <clears throat> no matter what it costs, I don't collect cars, I don't do electronics. My wife loves me. I don't spend a lot on clothes. I just don't, right? I, I just don't do stuff like that. I buy occasionally really good quality experiences. I believe in experiences in life. Yep. And so I see this, and I'm touching it, and they said, yeah, it's only one of two here. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, I said it's, and I'm looking at it for. I was like, well, you know, I got to get it. And he told me what it costs. And I went, okay, yeah. I said, yeah, let me. And this is before the booth even opened. <laughs> <laughs> I said, way to do it. I said, like, I said yeah, I said, well, consider this your first sale of the day. I don't think they believed me at first. I'm like, yeah. And I said, and you need to tell me if I buy it right now, you're going to protect it until the end of the day. And so they were, I think, kind of flabbergasted about that. But now they know who I am as a person. You know how I am. I love quality stuff. And Michael, this means the money. <laughs> no, see, this is what I tell my family. This is what I don't know. About You're the
0: ringer. They uh, don't. Hey, no. Michael, we're a little short this week. Can you? Can you help? No, me no. Down? I'll buy that, and
1: I'll buy that, and I'll buy that. We're good. <laughs> no, let me ex- <laughs> let me explain myself. And people, this is what they don't understand. You don't if you no, no, I like to because I teach okay. this to my nieces and nephews. I'm just and, I, and I, no, and I know a lot of collectors out there know it too. When you don't spend on everything, and you have really good self control in life, then you can really spend for the things that matter to you in life. Wow. So, me and my wife, we like food and vacations. We don't do a lot of other superfluous stuff. You know, yeah, we take our, make sure I have a home and, and the basics. But other than that, I want to, I've always, I, I'm a very cheap, cheap person, actually. Mm-hmm. And people laugh because when I finally do see something that I want, I know I have the nest egg for it. Mm-hmm. And so, it's moments like this, I can actually have because I'm not out there buying five bucks Starbucks yep. every day. You know what I mean? Because think about it, the, you know five, $5 a day of Starbucks. If you, I, I've said this to you before, right? If you spend now, it's like seven bucks a day, right? Seven times 30, that's $210 a month. You're spending on Starbucks. If yeah. you just don't buy yourself a really good coffee maker, one button, that will pour you coffee every morning. Yeah. So that's how I think. So moments like this, I don't want people to think I'm, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I hear you. No, I know. Cause I, I'm not I, making I, it rain. We are kindred spirits, Michael. Because okay. my wife and I like my my car is twenty years old. My wife's car is twenty three years old. And yep. It's not that we don't want a nicer car. It's just like you know what they're paid off. They work. They they do what they need to do. And and there's just no point in spending the money on something fancy just for the sake of having it. In our opinion, exactly. exactly. Yeah, we spend we spend the money on experiences and not so much stuff. Now, you know, me being me, like I do like my Star Trek stuff because Mm -hmm. Star Trek is my one big indulgence. Um, But other than that, we don't, we're not, we we, we don't spread it around because we just (laughs) just, focus on the important stuff. And like, if if somebody were to come out with a premium, like hyper premium Star Trek book of some sort, like, like that Dune book, you know, I'd be all over Oh, I saved my Latin. I'm I'm ready for it. A hot
1: minute, man. Yeah, I don't, I've I've go, I've made myself kind of a promise in life because life is so fleeting and I've had friends who die young. Um, I also my wife's family, they they tend the 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 generation that came out of the Great Depression mm-hmm. tend to like work to death and then never really enjoy anything. And I said, I'm not going to be like that. You know, I'm going to be frugal, but I'm also going to have great experiences. Mm-hmm. so that's why i got that but anyways i had to share that because that was definitely a prize find at the gen con Modiphius i'm gonna book. i'm
0: gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you to do one thing if, if, if you can crack open the book if you, if you don't mind cracking it open if it's already open or not yeah uh, tell me who the uh, cover artist was oh okay
1: i read the whole I thing think, but, i think i know but um yeah. I, I want i want to hear it cover artists bastion lecouf d'armes Diarmé, sorry, it's French. Bastien Lacouf Diarmé. Oh, I don't know them.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Uh, for some reason, I thought, and, and I'm gonna have to go go through the Madivius uh, <laughs> archives and and the database and stuff. But I thought Stephanie uh, Toro designed some of the supplemental books. May, maybe some of the supplemental. She may books.
1: have. Yeah, um, because
0: she also did, she also did the covers for the uh, Discovery Campaign Campaign Guide mm. and the two special edition covers for Utopia Planitia. Oh, and she also did the uh, the Player Guide and Game Master Guide. Oh hey, wait, and she also did Captain's Log. What am I talking about? She did a ton of stuff for Star Trek Adventures. <laughs> she did all of that. Worked, I think she worked on Dune as well. Oh um, wow! On some of the Dune books, I'm not sure. I will have to double check, but yeah, she's really awesome on covers, okay. and she's done a lot of our covers, and they are fantastic. Um, and in fact, I told her, um you know, I was going to send her um uh, uh, her uh, her uh, her, uh, her comp copy, and uh, and she said she wanted the original series one. Oh uh, wow, well. so, that's, that's my favorite. I mean that that yellow. I, I can't wait to get mine. I, my my copy still still haven't arrived yet. Uh, yeah, that one. That one. I, I, the fans can't see it, but it's the it's the original series cover with the kind of the yellow um thing. It's from Spock's um mm. uh, science station, but it's also on the communicator. I think the, the, inside the communicator, there's that and it has a name. That kind of wacky image, and I don't remember it off the top. Spectographer.
1: Of my head. Is it the specta? Something, something like that. that. Spectographer. <laughs> well, see, I think the reason why. They they probably chose a different artist on this because yeah. this is I believe it's 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 Etching, yeah. it's etched brass yeah acid yeah. And brass yeah it's etched brass so this probably takes a special type of printing press that not everyone has this is right. this is definitely one of a kind artwork so it's yeah. biblical in proportions
0: <laughs> that's super cool yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, I'm just super impressed that you got it and it, it looks it looks fantastic so did the you have second. Anybody- did you have, uh, uh, did you have Andy sign it while he was there?
1: Hell no! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, I did have <laughs> when, what I did. Was well, like I, a big black Sharpie just on the right. Yeah. Of <laughs> no, no, I'm not like, I did have him sign the back of the authentication card. Oh, there you go. Okay. And in addition, cause I've learned my lesson when I missed my opportunity to have Stan Lee sign my Avengers number one copy. Yeah. I then had him take a picture with the book nice that adds value to it too provenance, for all the collectors out there provenance <laughs> to prove to prove that i'm the, and then I, and then i took a picture with him to prove that i was there that day with him when i bought this book and it's i'm the only one who's ever touched it so yeah um,
0: but did you take a picture of him signing it <laughs> god <laughs> I, just, I think about like the people that are sports collectible uh, uh people they always yeah want Actually, signing the thing in addition to the thing, and then the person holding the thing. It's like well, whatever.
1: I was really overwhelmed. Okay. I really felt like yeah. all day long. I know no one can see me right now, but uh, if you're listening to this a podcast as a podcast, but all day long I felt like this like everywhere I turned, there was something to do, which I want to talk about. One of the highlights of Gen Con. Yeah. If I could go back again, mm-hmm. which I will, I'm spending reserving one full day just to play games. Oh, good idea. Oh, I was seething with jealousy. And, the, and you know how I go to, I've gone to San Diego Comic-Con seven, eight times. Mm-hmm. 150,000 people. Wow. Yeah, they're superstar. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're superstars and stuff like that. But let me tell you why Gen Con blew it out of the water. And I'm a diehard Marvel fan. I'm a diehard, you know, because I never been to a place where I heard so much laughter, but laughter from families. Mm -hmm. that makes in a day and age where kids are addicted to social media and families are breaking up and and people aren't coming together and they're dividing up and they're not inviting everyone to the table walking down and seeing these smattering and diverse people young old every kind of background you could imagine laughing together exploring learning new games i can't believe how many people they get to show games there that's just how they organize this event comic-con's not like that you got someone sitting behind a booth maybe they're interacting with people but everybody here was geared to interact because mm-hmm. they want you to play their games right it was just so old like i have to i told my nieces and nephews like next year i said you're coming i'm not going to see you probably the whole time because i'll probably be working and i said oh, but there's going to be one day and we're just going to walk around and play games mm-hmm. that was like the i lo- we're a board game household so I, a kid should come to Gen Con. That's the biggest thing. I think it's such a kid friendly environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, gosh, my son was, uh, what was he? Three, four when we went to the first one. And it was amazing. Uh, it was an amazing experience because we, we, t- we tried to gravitate toward the, toward the the retailers and the booths that were super kid friendly that yeah. actually had stuff that he could touch and interact with and and do things with. And we bought some kids games that were really well designed for kids uh, were you know, really simple to play, really obvious uh, pieces, really you know, nice sized pieces to work with. And it was just a great experience. And in fact, at that time, they had part of the the stadium. Was mm-hmm. was set aside for like you know kid activity, kid gaming activities and stuff, and you know they're handing out coloring books and whatnot. So it was really cool to see that. So you, you like you get that side of it, and then you get the more adult side of things, who are mm. they're going after the games and the premium stuff or whatever. And then you've got the like the anime and the manga and the like there was like i remember there was one like closed booth that was like that was all the adult uh, mm-hmm. um I, I don't even remember what it's called it's not, is it hentai or, or like what, whatever the adult japanese uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: comic you know that was in like a closed booth with curtains on it or stuff and like ooh that was all secret cuz people were going in there like, two, two or three at a time right i, like, well, I don't even want to know what's going on there jamahar <laughs> yeah people people walking oh. in with their, their horgons right
1: <laughs> so well, well yeah and i think what's cool about that too is um like the people being people who I guess design games seem to be more humble. I'm I'm making a huge generalization right now, yeah, sure. but, <laughs> but 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 meaning where where unlike okay here's what I say. I, these are this is my experience is a Comic Con. There's people who are known writers and known artists, and sometimes they can be a little standoffish. Mm-hmm. Um, they know they're stars, you know, they know, they know that we're fanboys and fangirls and fan people. Um, And and so I expected that. And here, no, the people who are kind of designing the game and into the games, they were just in a playful attitude to me. It was just, it was just, it was different from my experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that was cool. It was a very welcoming environment. Um, And I thought that was different for me from going to San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's really cool, man.
0: I, I'm yeah. so glad you got to go. And I, I, I'm really conflicted because like the 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 three years I went, uh, like the first two years, I was completely focused on the booth. I didn't want to leave the booth like it, what you were saying because you didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to sign books or have people sign your book or just interact with the fans because they were so important. And I didn't want to miss the handful of celebrities who were coming by. Like uh, I think in 2018, the cast of Shield of Tomorrow came by oh. to sign books. And I was like, oh, I got to meet Sam and I got to meet uh, – Um, Eric and I got to meet a few of the other, uh, Amy uh, and a few others. And I was like, wow, I'm really glad I was still at the booth to not miss this. Um, but then like the third year I was like, I feel I was feeling kind of tired, a little jaded. It was hot. I was miserable. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be at the booth all weekend long because by that point I knew that I was missing out on a ton of stuff. I was missing out on the opportunity to play games. I was missing out on opportunities to just wander the exhibition hall. Um, and then I also found out that, uh, you know, like I understand the reasoning, but for whatever reason, there is a whole dedicated, like four-day long writing track that happens Ooh. in some of the other hotels where like all the professional writers, all the you know, science fiction fantasy writers and stuff um come in and they and they're doing panels and they're doing like writing seminars and writing how-tos, and like there's a whole like separate writing convention in addition to Gen Con. And I was, you know, I came out of that last convention in 2019. I was like, well, crap, what the heck do I do next time I go to Gen Con? Like, do I work the booth? Do I play games? Do I wander around with my son and just have fun? Or do I do the writing thing? Like there's four completely separate weekends of events to do. And I'm only one person. And I was like, right. I don't know what to do because like. You need to be a dupler. You need to be a I dupler. Need to be a dupler, Yeah. Um, or I just have to accept that uh, you know because I'm I'm the PM of Star Trek I should really just be there for Star Trek and focus uh. on focus on the on the glad handing and the and the fans because I mean I really love that anyway but as a professional right at the same time I was like oh I really should be going to some of those writing panels and, and meeting some of my my peers in the in the writing side of the you know the fiction writing side of things uh, so yeah, I was really torn that last year is like oh what do I want to do there's too many things. Uh, but I guess well, let's talk about
1: that. So uh, because let's talk about the writing workshops, because yeah. um, this was actually one of my last highlights that that really is going to stick with me. So Derek Tyler Attico, freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures. You had him working on the Klingon uh, uh, Klingon core rulebook. You've had him work on Shackleton. Shack- Shackleton right. Shackleton. Amazing, amazing stories. I played his campaigns. Well, we planned to meet up. So we were able to meet up on Friday. Saturday, I had planned, okay, I'm just going to run a game in the morning at nine. And I'm going to spend the rest of the day at the Modifius booth. But he says, I asked him, hey, are you doing anything else? He says, yeah. He says, I'm going to be doing a panel on Afrofuturism noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I asked, what is Afrofuturism? I'm like, well, I, I honestly, you know, had no, I don't know the official definition. Mm-hmm. He says, well, in the short of it, you could think of something like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And it's where you have BIPOC, non-white, non-Western people, and we're writing stories about how their futures are without having to be part of the systems that we're creating for Western culture. And we're oh, okay, I completely get the concept. He says, so I'm doing this, this panel on tomorrow at noon. I'm like, I'll be there. So glad he told me that. This was one of the most mind-blowing panels I've been on. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about it, I think, is because you know how we stumble sometimes you're doing something well, and you don't know you're doing it. And I think about the future that while I was sitting there, I was thinking about a piece of art you selected for your keyhole to eternity, a module that you put into the tricorder set Mm -hmm. into the uh, uh, digest, the TOS digest. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture and I don't have it here to show, but people who have it Ask me and I'll send it to you to look at, you know, if you don't already have the book, but you have a person of African heritage with, I forget what the decoration is called with the lip, you know, they have the lip plate, plate, lip plate. Yeah. And I forget which tribe is, there's multiple tribes I think that do it, but, but associated with, and they have a prominent place in the picture and I remember when I first got the tricorder set and saw your story you wrote keyhole to attorney and that piece of art selected, that hit me like a ton of bricks and it was because it was so afrofuturistic. Mm-hmm. like they're there. This is a captain or a lieutenant. They're there, but not just their dressed Western. They brought their heritage with them 400 years into the future. Um, and that's the whole panel was like this. The things that all the panelists were saying, including Derek Tyler Etico, who of course does work on Black Panther, come October. By the way, he'll be on our show. He's doing the Cisco autobiography novel, which comes out in October. Um, it was just, that was, I'm like, I wish I'd again, I would have planned better and caught more panels like that. Cause I really need to hear stuff like that. Cause I walked away In the fact I was texting you During the panel, like, oh, I have ideas. Right. So I love stuff that makes me walk away with 10 fresh ideas that I have to write down. And that is another part of Gen Con I did not expect. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm 100%. I'm so thrilled that you had an opportunity to get away from the booth to do to do that. Cause that's that's something I missed. And I really wish I had done it. Cause like anytime I go to a writing convention, even if the panel is kind of like even remotely tangentially related to what I'm working on, I'm still gonna get ideas. I'm still sponging up the authors being passionate about what they're talking about. And I can listen to that and go, Oh, that's an idea. I can I can use that. And it just gets it gets stuck in the head and and then you go off and running. So um I am overdue to recharge my writing batteries because not not that I'm you know stagnating on star trek at all but like I, I i feel it i can i can feel the urge to want to get back to doing some some fiction writing mm-hmm. uh in a, in, a, in a major way <laughs> and it's just like oh how do i do that because i don't want to go to a convention because like i'll tell you michael uh being an introvert is one thing but uh i i had real anxiety looking at the pictures that people were posting at gen con of 50 60, people those booths were packed and i
1: saw maybe five people wearing masks and yeah. that made- That made me super, super nervous. Oh, I sat there the whole time thinking I'm dead meat. Like literally, as you know. And then there's always close talkers. Yeah, they they happen everywhere. And I'm backed up against the booth wall. (laughs) And so where to go? (laughs) Yeah. So there, there came a time where I said in my mind, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm very comedic. I'm like, well, you know what? I dropped my butt here in the first place, so I deserve whatever I get. So let's just go. (laughs) Let's go with it. And I hope Saturday I don't wake up with high bubble loris that's a fake disease my dad made up high bubble loris you know i said i i just was like who gives and that's edited you know i was like who gives and and then i just got into it i text my wife i'm like i'm so screwed you probably want to like quarantine me when i get home (laughs) so i did have to get over that yeah yeah nice (laughs) that's
0: funny. oh man i'm so thrilled i'm so thrilled you had a great time uh so i guess ask tell me um Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Did you have any opportunity to like just take in the ambiance like like some of the cosplayers and the just the, the people like wandering around in costumes did you get a chance to take in any of that and appreciate any of
1: that or was it just running from one thing to another costumes, no, but I did have a great opportunity while I was with Aaron and Darlene, his wife um, on, on, on Friday, we went to the hotels and we walked kind of in and out of the rooms, watching people play a variety of games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they were cool that we'd stand there and lurk a little bit and it, you know, but we kept, kind of kept our distance. Um, if we felt that they were really in their game, but I was, again, I think for somebody who grew up where I was the only dork in the block who is playing with five obscure friends rpg you know kind of like that mm-hmm. to be surrounded by people who get it yeah i was like oh my goodness yeah like these are the and to me i are you know rpg players are are improv people are karaoke people there are creative artists that are willing to just let go and get into the game the, the game i run on on saturday for sta The players, man, they were so good. Rhonda Gilmore and her husband Don, a couple other guys, Ryan and I forget the name of the other one. He actually runs a podcast on gaming in New York. We connected. They just got it. They all acted. They they were there to act and get into it. And that's way different than sometimes when I have my people from my neighborhood or uh, friends who I'm teaching to play the first time. They're kind of deer in headlight. They don't get it. But when you have people who come in understanding the concept, you jump, dive right in. And that was a new experience for me. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, when, when you get it, you get it and then you're right into it. Um, I, I think one of the things I really appreciated about Gencon, and I, I'd love to hear your perspective if if you have any more to add to it, uh, especially the first year I went. so like i've got I've got my my two best friends. They go to Gencon every year. And, and they always tell me about these experiences. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. But until you're actually in it, you can't understand it until you experience it. What, what I really appreciate about Gen Con is now, you know, those of you who haven't gone, it's in Indianapolis and it's at the convention center, which is like right in the middle of a block of hotels, right? So there's like a million or not a million, but there's like several huge hotels within several blocks of each other. You got the huge freaking convention center and then you've got the big, um, Indianapolis stadium. Like within easy within a block or two of walking distance. I mean, so it's all connected, and you got like the the major hotels have walkways to the to the convention center. So like you can literally walk to everything if you get lucky enough to have a room that's close to the the con center, right? So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But because these are there's like several high rise hotels and the convention center. If you're at all familiar with hotels, like there are always places, little sections where there's like a little table and some chairs, like some either either they're big, easy chairs or they're like little, little chairs. And there's like, like there's just tons of these things just everywhere. Every floor has has tables and chairs for like two to three people or four to six people or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and Gen Con was such an amazing experience because uh, the first year I went, I was lucky enough to have a, a room in one of the hotels. So I could, rock, I mean, I, I would walk, you know, I don't know what, what, like maybe a quarter of a mile from my hotel room. To the convention center but mm-hmm. i would have to pass dozens and dozens of these tables right and chairs and every single one of them was occupied by a, a couple of people or a group of people playing some sort of game there yep. was a card game a board game an rpg something that like we were, they were just rolling dice or they were doing something and it was so amazing because like we're all super geeks we're all gamers we're all geeking geeking out and there was like there was no judgment right we were all yeah. just, playing games and having a good time and there wasn't like people in business suits walking by going, Oh, who
1: are what are they doing? Exactly. Oh, where, are they doing? Owe, you're right. We owed India. They were even on the floor. We had people yeah. on, as I was walking uh, in some of the wider hallways, people were on the floor playing board games. Maybe I figured they maybe had just bought them and then they were just trying them out. But I thought that was cool too. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't feel like I had to excuse myself yeah. for being a geek.
0: It, it was so cool because like, I think 99 times out of 100, if you see two random people playing a game and you get interested in it and you start asking questions, most of the time they're gonna be open and say, Oh, well, this is such and such a game and we got it at booth number six two six six and uh go buy it and it's fun and uh or they'll give you their honest opinion, right? Oh, well, you know, it's fun, but it's kind of like a push your luck and it's not really that exciting, and you kind of get a, get a feel for it. Um, but it, it's just amazing. like if you are a, a game browser and <laughs> you want to get your hands on a lot of different games before you buy it, like GenCon GenCon Gen Con is mecca because like you can go just just wander the halls and try the games out, you know. Because if you go to the booths, they might I'd say oh no you know you can't you can't open it before you buy it just buy it and uh, it was like well okay well, you know what i'm gonna go outside for half an hour go yeah. find somebody playing it get their opinion of it and then i'll come back and buy it
1: <laughs> later. oh see i never I, it seemed like every table i went to or every booth that had games they were yeah. there showing you how to play it oh that's good okay yeah that, that's what my that's what what blew my mind is because yeah. when i got time on friday a little bit i had probably about two yeah when i was with with uh, when i was aaron and darlene Mm -hmm. i was able to get my hands and open up a lot of the rpg books i was able to play some board games i was able to watch people playing board games and that was just totally like cool so it seems to be like everybody wanted you to play their game which i I thought was part of the cool experience oh that's good cool
0: excellent uh so i had a question for you and i'm trying to remember what, what it was um yeah. okay. So uh, I remember my experiences at Gen con. one of the one of the weird kind of takeaways, and I mean, literally a takeaway, is that um over the course of the weekend, like a lot of people would come up to me and introduce themselves and we talk about the games we talk about star trek or whatever and and i i i ended up leaving the convention with like a big stack of business cards all these different people whether they were artists or writers or editors or proofreaders or layout people or whatever i just i kept having business cards thrown you know handed to me and I was, I was just curious if that happened to you as well being a lead writer and and just being who you are did, did people you know you know, hand you their their cards and stuff or did you get away from that
1: get away from no that? no i got a couple i did get a couple but most of the people hit me up on social media right then and there okay I, I also yeah. showed a couple, awesome. I also showed a couple of professionals how to use LinkedIn, because if they have LinkedIn, I don't know if you know, but when you click on your search bar in LinkedIn, it brings up a QR code. So opposed to them typing your name, they just have to use their photo app, take a picture and it'll automatically create a connect. So I was able to do that with people. Yes. Um, I, I'm kind of done with business cards. I think that's kind of 1998, <laughs> you know? And, and so now, and if someone, honestly, if someone does, if they're if someone's a professional, and they don't have at least one social media platform or linkedin for me to catch on I'm like okay come on give me at least your email i hear you yeah. so so i did get some emails from people um but I, since i had my phone right there i was doing it right then and there um and then i would ask them kindly please remind me where i met you mm-hmm. and some people i was smart enough to say hey let's take a pic take a picture of me and send it to me so that I remember exactly what was on because I'm a visual learner like that. Right. So um, I, I might come a little pre- more prepared next time and maybe even put a QR code sticker on my chest. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> where where my, Honestly, I'm not kidding. Like I, I literally will get like continuing missions website, yep. do the QR code, get a sticker and tell people just to keep taking pictures and that way I can connect with them. That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, get it on your name badge or something. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, earlier earlier in the show, Michael, you said that you're not, you know, you, you don't buy stuff for the sake of buying stuff. Um, but, you know, I know Gen Con being Gen Con, what it is, there's uh, an endless variety of stuff to purchase. So just, you know, out of curiosity, besides the besides the premium Dune book and besides whatever Star Trek swag you picked up, was there any 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 other key acquisitions that you uh, that you brought from the convention?
1: Yep. And what I have to do is take a look. I'm trying to see if I can. Sp- yep. I found it here. So i'm not a i hate heavy luggage i like to get on get and go right but i was like well any game that's here i should be able to online purchase right away so that when i get home it's there for me when i'm waiting so and i would tell the people there too if they sold me on a game so there was two games one called get this (laughs) and they sold out of it so quickly it's called anxiety attack Mm. So that alone, I was like, wait a second, what's this about? And it literally, um, you're trying to fight from stressing out the whole game. <laughs> it, it stresses you out playing it, but then you have to do all these calming techniques okay. to try to keep from stressing out. So I just okay. thought purely for my mentality, that was the that was the best game they could have selling there. Um, that was cool. And then there was another one, which I, I think for me being a Trekkie, it's called cytosis. And the whole board game is educational about the functionings of a cell and how they break down and how they get healed. And I love games like that because I was thinking right as I was playing it, I was like, oh, my nieces and nephews, any of them who have biology class, they're going to learn so much from playing a game about it because I'm big into gamification, as you know, at work, I turn work into play so that people remember their job tasks easier so that was those were the two games that i took pictures of and i ordered on the way home nice and uh, and of course Dune. i bought i bought the dune games and support games because uh, the design of it was so as i was I, I read the whole book yesterday too the whole core real book um yeah. and so that was the third buy that i made yeah very nice yeah Super- do you do the same or do you actually take the do you order them or do you actually take the uh, like an extra, I saw I saw people with extra suitcases just to pack games.
0: No, I mean uh, uh, all. Th- well, actually, two two of the three years I went, we drove, so we had the room to put more stuff in our car if we wanted to. But I, I just did want to carry it through the exhibit exhibition hall, right? Because there, yeah. there's so many people, and like I, I've seen people with, like the huge body backpacks and the gigantic plastic bags and stuff, and it's like you know what? I, I just don't want to carry that much crap around with me, especially like you said, right. knowing that I can order most of this stuff online um either directly from the manufacturer or you know if, if I'm lucky enough to find a place that has it for a discount that's even better uh but uh, like and I try to support the game companies as much as I can and order from them directly but yeah. I just don't want to carry all that stuff around with me it's heavy right yeah. like especially those big board games that are really cool and full of great components it's like that stuff is heavy right and I don't want to have to lug it around with me or worry about it walking off Right. Because like, you know, as much as I love gamers, you know, there, there are some there are always bad faith uh, people that go to these conventions. In fact, mm-hmm. I heard I, I heard I heard somebody had a pallet of uh, cards walk off at Gen Con. I'm like, I, think, I think it was like a
1: hundred thousand dollar value. It's like three hundred three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Oh, my goodness. I,
0: I just can't compute that. Um, and so like the last thing I want to do is just buy like a huge bag of stuff and like have to lug it around with me everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was lucky the first year. The first year, uh, my son was still small enough that we had a stroller, right? And so we were able to like pack stuff under the stroller and then kind of like use it as a as a as a cart plus him, right? Which smart. Worked out, which worked out great. Uh, but now that he's older and he's walking, it's like, well, we don't have the stroller. Anymore. Was
1: there was there a point where you're like, okay, we may have to make the kid walk to fit more games? <laughs> no, we, we we were okay with that. We were
0: we were careful. We, we were, we were good man.
1: use a bungee cord to tie him down so he doesn't move off the boxes.
0: <laughs> well, you know, at, at the time we had we had these gigantic carabiners um, hooked onto the, uh, hooked onto the handle. And so you could hang bags off the carabiners and it would just make the stroller a little heavier, but it was all, as long as we kept it balanced, it was okay. Uh, So, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, So, so as, as I was wrapping up this year, you know, yesterday and thinking about everything and again, the Gen Con was, I'm so glad I went because I know we had been talking about whether I should go and is Captain lodge really going to release on that day? Because that's that was my big motivation and going. Yeah, even if it hadn't released that day, I would have not been disappointed if I went because there's so many good things. But I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm a very one-up kind of person, like for events because I do event planning at the work and stuff. I'm like, okay, what do we going to do this time to be a new experience? So my future mind was thinking, man, what are you going to release next Gen Con? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man
1: that's still another year away but uh we'll have
0: to talk to greg and uh and like if you have any big ideas about how to make things even better at the booth uh to make an even better booth experience or a better just game experience uh and then i guess in specific for star trek if there's something cool we can do at the booth for star trek uh he's open he's always open to ideas
1: i have an excellent idea i'm gonna drop should i even drop the idea here because no. i saw what somebody else was doing at a, okay i saw what somebody else was doing across the hall yeah and I was like, ooh, OK, no, I'm going to say this one. This one's safe to say, because if me and you are there, I do want to tape a live episode of Continuing Conversations. Right. That That's,
0: would be, that, that'd be super cool. That would be amazing. Um, Like have
1: I'm a little space struggling. with the camera and just, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit because this year uh star trek las vegas was the same weekend as gen con and of course i wasn't going i wasn't going to any conventions this year so i kind of got away with not worrying about it but but um i think star trek adventures is now seven years old going on eight it is super super well established we've got a huge amount of fans we've got we got captain's law just came out which has blown the doors off of all of our expectations we're super thrilled um and, and gen con is a known quantity, right? That is that is gamer central. We are confident we're gonna sell stuff at Gen Con, right? (laughs) Yeah. I really want like me personally as a Star Trek fan and as the PM of this game, like I want to go to a Star Trek convention. And sell directly to our target audience for Star Trek Adventures. Not so much for Modiphius, right? But for mm-hmm. Star Trek Adventures. And I'm really conflicted because I don't think they've announced the schedule for Star Trek Las Vegas for next year yet. I know Gen Con is the first weekend of August. And that's like the first through the fourth or something. It is. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of crossing my fingers that STLV is not the same weekend. Because if it is the same weekend, I'm really going to struggle to decide which one to go to. Because like... Part of me really wants to go to Gen Con and have that whole experience there. But part of me wants to go to Star Trek Las
1: Vegas and and really target the core audience of. of I mean, we would honestly, if I'm telling you right now, if you did that and invited some of the people we know who write for both Star Trek adventures and the Star Trek novels. Yeah. Game over. Yeah.
0: And like, I know a lot of the people that work for paramount and work for cbs and who like like the actors the talent eric um uh, like a lot of the people that we've talked to right they're all on the west coast or in the in the pacific northwest or in that in that side mm-hmm. of the world and and they'll they would probably
1: go to STI. Jackson, jackson lansing yeah. colin kelly you get jody, jody hauser yeah uh, sam think, delev Damn uh, Delev. So like love, I'd love to see
0: them and, and, and hang out with them and, and, and just interact. And like I, mean, I know like you know, Michael and Denise Okuda uh were there. Um a lot of the talent was there. Of course they weren't talking about Star Trek because of the strike going on, mm-hmm. but like to 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 touch that side of things, not so much the core, like over overarching like gamer side of things, like which which is great because I love our gamers and I love our fans, but like I really want to I want to start branching out into the into the Star Trek, the casual Star Trek fan who might not even know what an RPG is, Right. We could, hand, we could hand them captain's log and say, well, now you can play by yourself, get a feel mm-hmm. for it, and then find a group or tap into the gigantic um, uh, fan fiction network of Star Trek fanfic writers um, or even cosplayers. Like If we could figure oh, out Yeah, one. I tell you, Michael, here, here's a challenge for you if you wanted one. Uh-huh let's take Captain's Log and figure out how we could adapt it for LARPers and, and, and hit that market too. Uh, and I'm not to say, you know, for marketing spirit, for mm-hmm. sure, but I bet there's LARPers out there who could probably find tools in Captain's Log to, to, oh, yeah. to game in live action, in costume and stuff. Uh, that would be super amazing. Because like, oh, By the way, Captain's Log fits inside the tricorder.
1: Right. Does Star Trek Las Vegas run gaming too? Uh, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, because I mean we are of course ha- are you- having the star having the stars of Star Trek Adventure run games, like one or two a day, would also be an enhanced experience, you know, that I people want an experience. And, and, and one of the biggest things is I appreciate like everyone who came by the booth. I wanted them to have an experience. I wanted them to be like, oh, when I buy this book and I open it up next time, I want to remember where I got it at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Because I I do believe that when you do attach an experience with someone's things, it create you know it's just changes lives. I think it changes lives. So yeah, Star Trek Las Vegas would definitely. As long as it's not just a booth sitting there, but it's an experience that adds to it. Um, I, I picture, I mean, I'm dreaming now, but I picture actually like Eric running a live Clear Sky show there off to the side, with, uh, live on Twitch while we're at the con. You know, stuff like that would, yeah. be, would be epic, you know. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, we'll just have to see what we can, what we can come up with. But uh, uh, anyway, so just to put a button on that, I'm I, I just really, yeah. I'm really conflicted and I'm really nervous that they're going to be the same weekend again, because I, I don't know how I'm going to choose. I, I may have to crack open the yes, no probability matrix. <laughs> and, just, and just let fate decide like, what do I do? Do I go to Gen Con? Do I go to STLV? Um, I don't know. Yeah,
1: okay. that, that'd be hard for me too. Cause I'm not a big fan of Las Vegas. I actually don't like Las uh-huh. Vegas too much. So I, I'll, I go there for work, you know, because in my other job, sometimes our conferences have to be in Las Vegas and I literally fly in and fly out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. So that that's the only downside. But you know what? What's going to happen, Jim? I'll tell you this. I've been pleasantly surprised. I don't know what you who you, which forces of the universe you pleased at some time, maybe saving some sort of being you didn't realize was an angel. But so far, (laughs) you seem pretty blessed with everything you've done so far. So I'm just going to say that it'll work out next year. I'm putting that out there in the universe. You must have something really good about your heart going on. And so uh, we're going to keep that going.
0: Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. And uh, I I don't know what happened, right, but I am grateful to be able to give it back and and to give you this kind of an opportunity to have this experience. I know plenty of the other writers and freelancers on STA have had great experiences, too. Uh, We're just we'll just go, you know, go from here and see what
1: happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I
0: think uh, unless you've got anything else to add, I think uh, this has been a great episode. I'm just so happy to hear um, how much fun you had and, and what a
1: great experience it's been. Um so I guess let's let's talk about your gratitude. What are you what are you grateful for? I, I think my whole thing was gratitude. So people could maybe rewind to the beginning and play back fast. And I name dropped everybody I can think of name-dropping right now um, that I could remember. And to every single fan out there that I met you and was able to ask your name and look at your tag. And you signed my book and I signed yours. <laughs> thank you so much. Lifelong friends hit me up on social media. Next time you see me at a Gen Con, just remind me because I'm getting older now. So just say, I met you at Gen Con 2023 and forgive me that I don't memorize 500 names. All right. But um, <clears throat> I don't expect you to remember my, if I, just last thing, I, I would be, I, everyone I met are like, hi, I'm Michael DeSmiuk. And so we were like, we know who you are. It's like, well, I don't believe you do or would. So I always say my name when introducing myself. I don't care who it is, right? So just courtesy the favor for me when you come up to me say your name. I'll say my name. Well, I'll be good. All right. So thank you everyone. Mm-hmm. How awesome. about you,
0: Jim? Awesome, Michael. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to, I'll give my gratitude to the fans. Uh, cause, uh... Uh, they are the uh, the the heart and soul of the RPG industry, all the all the gaming industry, whatever. Uh, for Star Trek in particular, though, you're keeping Star Trek Adventures uh, going, and you're keeping me going because I'm I, I feed off of this. Like I'm I so inspired by the fans getting excited about the books, asking questions, uh, getting excited about the game, playing the game, uh, sharing what you're. I mean, like Michael, there are so many Star Trek stories out there now that were created because
1: of captain's logs. So I'll you, be posting them on continuing mission. People have been sending them to yeah, me. So yeah, we'll be posting and them.
0: Allison and, and, and Josh and everybody else who involved on that book. Um, I am so humbled that you all were willing to work on that book with me. And that you all did such a great job putting it together, because like I was working on three other books at the same time, I couldn't focus on this one as much as I wanted. Like I really, really wanted to focus on it, and I couldn't because I just did. I couldn't. I, I needed to be dupl- duplified, right? <laughs> but you, you took the you took the lead writer onus on, and and you got Allison involved, and you got the other ones, other folks involved, and you did such a great job with it. And
1: I hope you have an opportunity to read some of these stories that are out there because they're really amazing. I've been doing them. I've I've been reading them, and like I said, they'll be coming out slowly on continuing missions. I've already got half a dozen. That That are still posted and waiting to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I just uh, thank you to the fans for for being engaged and having fun and going to these conventions because uh, you know, the Star Trek, it's a Star Trek family. It's, it's an extended Star Trek family, and you're never alone if you're in the Star Trek family. and going to conventions or going to events and meeting people and connecting with people makes the world just a little bit smaller. And that's what we need more and more in this world is we need the world to be a little bit smaller, right? Because the internet helps make it smaller. Mm Face-to-face communications and connections makes it a little bit smaller. Uh, Michael, someday we're going to meet and it's going to be- No, it's not weird. I can't wait for that to happen, but we'll we'll get there eventually. Uh, I'm so thrilled that you got to meet Aaron because Aaron and Darlene are amazing, wonderful people. And I wish I could see them more frequently. Um, But uh, anyway, so gratitude to the fans. Thank you all so much for everything you do. Um, And uh, yeah, that's, that covers it for me. So uh, why don't we sign off and uh, live long and prosper. Be safe, be well. We'll talk to you all next time.
1: All right. Conversation continues.